0: Nehemiah chapter 9, uh, my focus today is going to be on the Word of God, specifically the power of God's promises. And uh, there's a little phrase right here I want you to notice with me, chapter 9 verse 23. Their children also multipliest thou as the stars of heaven, and broughtest them into the land concerning which thou hast promised to their fathers, that they should go in to possess it. Of course, this is talking about God's promise to Abraham, that he would give him and his seed after him the land of Canaan to dwell in. And you all know the history behind all of that, what God did. Uh, And I just love this phrase, concerning which thou hast promised. And I think we need to live a life concerned with what God has promised. Amen? Uh, learn to find, discover, study, memorize, cherish, live by, and die by the promises of God. Because every word of God is pure. Not one of his words will fail. Though heaven and earth will pass away, God's word will stand forever. God's, God puts his word above his own name. There was no greater to swear by, so he swore by his own name. He said, there ain't nobody else any more trustworthy than me, so I'll just swear by my... I mean, he's He's in a class all by himself. Amen. Amen. So let me read you my thought on this. Concerning that which thou hast promised... God's word is always good. Whatever he speaks comes to pass. He cannot lie. And this is why we simply cannot ignore his word. Because his word is law. That is, his word goes. Period. When God speaks, whatever needs to line up. To fulfill his commands and demands does so. Let there be light and there was light. Sound familiar? For God to be able to speak to nothingness and command something as sophisticated and brilliant as light to come forth from it and then for that nothingness to turn into something from which light is produced, is absolutely awesome. Now that we have established just how powerful God's Word is, we must make application for our own lives. What does this truth mean for you and me? Some would dare, believe it or not, to attempt to ignore God's Word as if they can live, breathe, and die without consequence. However, just as one who denies or is ignorant of the laws of physics cannot live without being affected by gravity, neither can one who either denies or is ignorant of God's word live without being affected by it. A law is a law is a law. Think of how dreaded the consequences would be, for example, if NASA designed and built the next rocket without any consideration for the laws of physics. It would be disastrous. Even the slightest miscalculation of weighing in the laws of physics would reveal the flaws of the design, for the laws themselves would remind the designers of the rocket that they miscalculated and must pay the dreaded price for doing so when i was a child i thought it would be a great idea to jump off my dad's small tool shed i had it all planned out (laughs) i had an old couch cushion on the ground beneath looked soft to me except there was one slight problem Gravity quickly informed me that I slightly miscalculated the impact that it would have upon landing. (laughs) Needless to say, I barely noticed any cushioning beneath my feet at all when I hit the ground. In fact, to make matters worse, when I landed, I bit my tongue. (laughs) Uh, The lesson learned, any law God sets in place needs to be calculated for Best to do so before the landing. Amen? And so this is just a reminder. Even the natural laws were created to remind us of the need to take into calculation God's laws and God's expectations of us. And uh, you may make your choices, but you cannot avert the consequences. Amen? Amen? And so pay attention to what God said and you will do well. Ignore what God said. The landing's going to be rough. Amen.